Morning to you, Croft. It's been a week like no other, particularly at your old club. Yeah, a bit happening. Uh, yes, it's been very interesting. Uh, unfortunately, you know, it's taken uh, a bit of the focus off the AFL Grand Final, which is going to be incredible, Geelong and Sydney. But um, yes, obviously a bit of work to be done there. So um, yeah, very interesting space. But what I will say, I've known Chris Fagan for a long time. I've known Alistair Clarkson and also Jason Bevert, who are the welfare, who was in charge of welfare. And they, you can't get any better people in football, um, not only from mentoring and coaching uh, players, but the community stuff they do. So I just think we all just need to settle down a touch. Let the, um, let, you know, the, let it all play out. You know, innocent until proven guilty. Unfortunately, you know, I, I'm really disappointed. I'm really sad that these um, coaches have got to step away and, you know, um, you know, and haven't been able to even defend themselves. So I, I just think we just need to let it play out. Um, and I'm pretty confident that, um, you know, obviously the clubs all need to work in certain areas and, and fix a few things. But I just don't think it as dire as um, it's been put out there. So uh, let's just hope we can get on top of it and move forward and let's hope they can continue coaching because I'd just be amazed if that was if there was a lot of truth to everything that's come out. Jeez, Croft, that's that's it's massive allegations, and, and oh, trust me, I, I'm I'm a big believer in innocent until proven guilty. Um, and you make it very clear how you see these two coaches and and your feelings towards them. But to write this, to to have actual quotes, um, if this is not true, then can you imagine the defamation case? Yeah, and exactly. And these uh, two coaches are obviously going to, you know, they're going to fight it 100% going no. Mm. And they've come out and said that that's not the case. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting. And, Look, if you go through and do a report, you know, if, and I could do a report on things that I wasn't happy with, you know, during my time or what could have been fixed, you know, there's always things that can be worked on. Um, but um, in this case, you know, it's really serious, some of the allegations. And and I'm like, oh, well, hang on. I, I know these people. I know how invested they are in people walking through their door and especially when they're in charge. So... It's just, um, yeah, it's a bit mind-blowing. And, and sometimes sometimes you have some disgruntled, you know, players, some players that don't work out, some players that can't get their careers off the ground, some players that never play any games. And, um, you know, and you know, you, you've got to listen to everyone because everyone needs to have a voice. But we've also got to get to the bottom of, you know, how strong are these sources. And then on top of that, you've got to have a, an independent review to make sure that they can get to the bottom of it and work out whether or not, you know, these people who've been thrown up are guilty of, you know, um, you know, just doing what was, uh, what was said or, or, you know, do we then, but the problem is mud sticks. So mm. all of a sudden we're saying these guys are guilty. And um, I, I just think that's really unfair, um, you know, especially the way it's sort of been, Played out, um, they didn't even get a chance to be interviewed or defend themselves, and then um, and now it gets played out through the media. And mm. unfortunately, everyone just thinks, "Wow, what's happened there? What have they done? This is a disgrace." When mm. these people aren't disgraced, 
disgraces. They're, they're wonderful people. Um, you know, you only look at... I, I can, like, there's even talk of, oh, you know, trying to pull players away from families and so forth. I remember Cyril Rioli going into a um, into the finals and Alistair Clarkson coming to the leadership group and saying, I'm going to send Cyril home to Darwin to be around his family. So I'm like, oh, hang on, it's the absolute opposite of what I've known and what I've yeah. seen in the past. So, um, yeah, it's... I just hope the AFL can really get onto the review as quickly as possible and we can we can put to bed a lot of the questioning and um but as I said before, I said everyone needs to be heard, everyone needs to be listened to, but then they've got to get to the bottom and make sure they can work out what's absolute truth and what's not. Move forward to tomorrow though, Croft. Great grand final. It's shaping to be Geelong and Sydney. How do you see it playing out? Well, I'm so pumped for Sydney to be in there. Um, even though they fell across the line, they played safe in that last quarter against Collingwood. But uh, it's great to see them. And a dangerous team. When you got such a blend of these young kids, and a lot of them, you know, grown up, you know, through the Sydney Swans Academy and so forth. So it wouldn't daunt them in the slightest. It's just like, yeah, just let's play footy. That's what we've done. And away we go. So I'm really excited to see what pressure they bring. That's where Sydney are going to definitely be able to try and bring Geelong undone. And then you got the Cats. The Cats have just been clinical. Um, and they, you know, they're just a well-oiled machine. Uh, defensively, they set up well. They've added more run into their side. And oh, it's just set to be an absolute beauty. So, um, yeah, really looking, looking forward to that. There's a few question marks. Obviously, Sam Reid for the Swans. He's a super important player. Um, and I really hope they can get him up and playing because he certainly helps out through the ruck and in the forward line. And then uh, Max Holmes, who uh, hurt his hamstring. They're saying that he's a chance, but deep down, I don't think so. Uh, but he's he's one player I would probably stop. Um, I'd put a, a hard run with on him because he's such a link player. He doesn't get the ball 30 times, but he might have it 15 to 20. But what he does, he does so much unrewarded running which really opens up defences and, and spreads uh, the opposition a bit. So um, he, he's a really, really important player. I, I reckon he's probably one of the most important players. So that's a massive out for them if he comes out of that team. There's always hard luck stories leading into a grand final. What, what about young Logan McDonald from the Swans being axed? I mean, he hasn't had a, a massive influence in the finals, but were you surprised that he never made the, the squad or the team? Yeah, well, he... Um, yeah, I, I think it's over yet. I think he's an emergency. And um, obviously the Sam Reid situation will play out. So they'll obviously give him every chance um, to to be out there. But Do you think he'll uh, play, Croft? Well, wouldn't surprise me because he's a hard worker. Um, when Buddy is being double teamed, and this is a week where Buddy Franklin, he can't be the best player. Um, you don't want him to be the best player because... What you want him to do is you want him to start well. And if I was coaching, I'd go, okay, get the ball through Buddy early to, you know, let the opposition think he's on. And then you've got to ask him to play a sacrificial game and, and really try and open up the forward line, allow some of the midfielders to come into those holes and hopefully get Geelong, you know, trying to double-team him, you know. So then all of a sudden it allows a spare... And, um, you know, the focus goes on him for a little while and then hopefully that'll help resulting in a few goals through other players. So, 
Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see the way it all unfolds. I uh, can't wait. You've got Papali, Tom Papali, who's up and about. He's, he's the Energizer bunny for that side. Um, and you've got Isaac Heaney, who's absolute superstar. Mm. Uh, and then you've got Keller Mills. So, um, And then you look at Geelong. Geelong have put Paddy Dangerfield on ice throughout the season. They've rested Joel Selwood at times, a lot of their older players. And it's like they've just said, OK, thaw out. Get yourself ready for the finals. This is it. We're all in. So, um, yeah, it's been perfect preparation from Geelong's point of view. And uh, from Sydney's point of view, I've loved the, the progress throughout the year of all their young kids just believing in themselves as AFL footballers. And now, you know, they can put um, cream on top of the cake by actually winning the flag, which would just be sensational. But they're going to have their work cut out. We know they're a mm. pressure team. We know they're going to, you know, try and force the Cats to make a lot of mistakes. But the Cats... Cats don't make a lot of mistakes. So um, this is where it's going to be fascinating. I don't think it's going to be a big um, scoreline. You know, we might have one of those Sydney West Coast grand finals from many years ago where it's just, it's just an arm wrestle the whole match. So I think both both teams and both uh, team supporters are all going to be on the edge of their seat and uh, we won't know the winner until the very final siren because of how close it's going to be, I think. Croft, does the what what is the forecast and does the weather play a part and does the style of footy these two teams play, does the MCG favour one of them more so than the other? Yeah, well, you want me to give you a weather report in Melbourne? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. Weather report coming into all those crucial matches at the MCG. Yeah, you go, yeah, no, it's going to be good weather and then all of a sudden... Hail, Snows. Rain, uh, <laughs> all seasons in one day. But yeah, I take I take that question back, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's meant to be a little bit rainy and so forth, but that just means I think that suits Sydney. So that's a, a tick. But then yeah, again, okay. you know, Geelong play down in Geelong. Um, they don't have a roof over there, so they're used to playing in in wet conditions. So I won't bother them too much. And then look, the MC uh, the the MCG the Swans. You know, they've beaten Melbourne there a couple of times, I think, this year. And it's, you know, that, I think they'll enjoy it because it's a big open space and they've got lots of run in their team. And then and then you've got Geelong, who you'd think the MCG, like they've got a good record there, but you'd think, oh, hang on, you know, it's not as, as big as an advantage as playing at home um, where they play most of their matches. So, um, but they still play it really well. And, and one thing they really do in their forward line is they isolate they're really good players like Tom Hawkins and, and Jeremy Cameron. Jeremy Cameron, for me, is like, I think he's the best player in the competition. And he, he's, yeah, I, I don't know what you're going to do about him because <laughs> he is just on another level at the moment with his run and carry. Um, and he gets up the field. He loses his opponent up the field because he's got an amazing engine. He's beautiful kick of the footy through the middle of the ground. And when he kicks the ball inside 50... And then somehow he's on the end of the ball um, having a shot for goal, you know, ends up with three, four, five goals every week. So he, he's, I don't know how we stop him. Um, and they're going to have to have a real team approach about blocking his space and not allowing him to, to go where he wants to go and allowing him onto the side of his body that he likes going all the time. So that, that's, I'm sure they're putting a lot of work into that. Um, Maybe they just need someone to try and run through him early and um, and soften him up a bit. And maybe a corky to the thigh. Uh, that's probably <laughs> the only way to slow him up at the moment. 
Okay, with the betting, so it's, well, I mean, two-thirds of the money's for Geelong. And this week, they've trimmed in from $1.55 to $1.48 with tabs. Sydney have been two forty-five out to two sixty-five. The line is 13.5. Patrick Dangerfield, overwhelmingly best back to win the Norm Smith. He's been $70 to $6.50. Jeremy Cameron at 9. Callum Mills at 10. Luke Parker, 11. Tom Stewart, popular at 12. Cam Guthrie, 13. Who wins? Give us a margin. Give us a Norm Smith medalist, Croft. Well, Sydney, Sydney will do a job on uh, Tom Stewart. Um, so he, he's a wonderful player. He, he'll still get plenty of the footy, but he won't be running his own race, I can assure you. So I'm happy to take him out of it. And then I think the forward lines, I just don't think the forward lines are going to kick massive goals just because they're both pretty defensively minded. So you've got to go a midfielder for the Norm Smith medal. Um, you know, there's someone who's going to get plenty of the footy. So, you know, Keller Mills, who, who polled really well in the Brownlow, um, he's going to be, you know, in the middle. He's going to be doing all the work. So from a Sydney point of view, someone like that. Um, and then, yeah, Paddy Dangerfield, um, you know, he's he's in on fire last week. Um, he's just charging through the middle. Uh, but I, I think you need to you concentrate maybe on the midfielders, Um you know, that can give you 20, 25 and maybe sneak forward and kick a goal. That might be enough to get the Norse middle in this game. So uh, I'm happy to sort of go one or the other. And then, um, you know, as I said before, I think Jeremy Cameron's the best player in the competition. He does get up the field, so he'll still probably give you 20 touches, but he might be able to sneak two or three. But I'd probably concentrate more on the midfielders. And then um, I think... Geelong have had the perfect preparation. They've had a Bart Cummings preparation where they've just, everything's gone perfectly. They've rested the older players. They've brought in a new um, a new bunch of youngsters who create great run. And, uh, you know, it's a different looking Geelong uh, game, especially the way they take the game on. And um, so you'd be thinking if you really had to, Put your life on the line. You'd probably go, oh, I'll go with Geelong just because I know, you know, they've got the runs on the board. They've been such a consistent team for such a long time. But beware of the young swans, the young, energised, very enthusiastic. And they had a great prelim. Like, at close prelims, normally you come on from that because you've had a break. Then you come out, you have a close game. You sort of can peak yourself that second game up. Whereas Geelong had that game won really early um, against the Lions. Lions were extremely disappointing. So, yes, I'd lean towards Geelong, but I think the Swans, I think the Swans can almost do it. Hope you're right, Croft. Enjoy the grand final, mate. Thanks so much. No worries. See you later, bye.